The Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is presented by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. Fantasy, you're in the home 6010. Fantasy Focus. Fantasy Focus. We are back on the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast. What a day it is. What a day, Field. Hello, Daniel Dopp. How are you, my friend? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I am doing great. Sort of an unorthodox booth here today. You know that? Yeah, you bet it is. You and I, which means that... You have replaced Matthew. Well, I guess you've replaced Mike Clay, who's on short-term IR. Yes. Stefan, you'll be back sometime soon. Yep. We have Jackson replacing you. Correct. Kyle is here, but... But. Kyle is on his last day with the podcast until he becomes a married man. Kyle. Yeah. Wow. We hand you over to Marisa, the sweet, perfect Marisa, who will soon be Mississippi. It's got to be a pretty good feeling, huh? I'm excited. I'm excited. Really just ready to get things rolling and get the ball rolling. Too many months of planning. Okay. Well, uh, everybody should know this already, but suffice it to say that nobody works harder to make this podcast a success on a daily basis than Kyle Soppy. Could not be happier for you and Marisa and your future together. It has been many years together, but it takes it to a whole other level when you can call her your wife. Congratulations, bud. Really, really excited for what is that? Thanks. Means a lot to me. And uh, coming from you, you just went through all this. So I, I take your words kindly. I'm now, looking forward to it. Kyle, she's going to have needs. Like, you're going to need Elaborate. to do chores around the house. You're going to have to make sure that you're helping her out with her school projects. Sure, sure. Right? You yeah. know what I mean? I can do these things. So if you have ever have any questions, Field just got married. Got and he'd be you happy to answer all of all them. All the advice. Okay. Lo- yes, dear. Yes, dear. The two most important, in, two most important words in... Not the English language, in the married language. Yes. Right? Yes, dear. I love I, you. Yep, there you go. Yeah. The ne- next, maybe those are more important. Truth be told, they're both incredibly important, and people are like, yeah, what about the football? Let's talk about it. Fine, we will. Rewind. see news from the National Football League. This is the Instant Replay. All right, so we've got a game tonight. Daniel, the Giants go to New England to play the Patriots. Uh, not far from here, actually. Did you know that Middletown, Connecticut, the hosts are the site of the great, steamed Wesleyan University? Familiar with it? I, of course I'm familiar with that. That's where I went, Wesleyan. Pretty great school. Some are saying that um, it's like Harvard, but better okay. academically. And then it's like kind of like Alabama for football, but better. But better, Also, yeah. we're 4-0. No big deal. Going to the game on Saturday night against Tufts underneath the lights. NBD. Anyways. The reason why I bring up Middletown is that it is the <laughs> it is the center point. It is equidistant from both the Giants Stadium and the Patriots Stadium. Really? Yeah, how about that? So, the Patriots and Giants decide to go past the midway point and all the way up to Gillette Stadium for a game tonight. Patriots are favored by just 16.5 points. That's it? 42 points over under. That sounds pretty low. For a game that we expect the Patriots to score a lot of points, you're probably saying 42 points. That's a low over under. The problem is, Daniel... The Giants are one injury away from signing you to play running back. Yes, they are, Giants. And by the way, my zip recruiter is updated. I am ready to go when you need me. Have all that right there. Well done, Daniel. So, for the Giants tonight, here's what we know. No Saquon Barkley, of course. Yep. 
No Wayne Gallman, still in the concussion protocol. No yep. Evan Ingram and no Sterling Shepard, who was also in the concussion protocol. I'm sorry, that's their entire offense field. That's correct. If I saw correctly, I believe it was something like 65% of their scrimmage yards this year are accounted for by those four players. Oh and Kyle gosh. was already typing something out. It is indeed 65%. So the Giants are down nearly two-thirds of their offensive potency tonight. So I, we could go through these players individually. Jonathan Hilleman, Golden Tate, Darius Slayton. I'm asking you this, and I'll answer in just a second, Daniel. Is there any giant that you would start with confidence tonight? Anybody that you have any interest? Heck, is there a player in any of your lineups that plays for the Giants that you have? Like, do you have a single giant in your lineups tonight? Uh, no. The only player that I would be interested in starting for the Giants mm-hmm. is someone on their defense in an IDP league because okay. they are going to be on the field a lot. Ooh, probably. I like that. Yeah, good call. You know? So, yeah, so I guess we can break them down just a little bit because Hillman was maybe added in some leagues this week, just given the desperation play. I've got him at 48th, and people are probably saying, like, 48th for a starting running back? Yeah, and I, it's possible. It's definitely possible that he choose together 50 total yards tonight, right? I look at it as kind of what we saw with Adrian Peterson last week, though, yeah. right? I mean, this Patriots defense, I've said this um, previously in the podcast, it's like once you're four-plus games into the season, things are no longer a byproduct just of who you've played. I get it. The Patriots have not played great opponents. They've allowed two touchdowns in five games, Daniel. Gosh. And one of them was a 66-yard end around, right? That Just like they managed to miss a couple of tackles. Like, the defense is incredible right now. They have played historically well so far. As if the NFL needed... What did we do to deserve the Patriots not only being an epic offense, but now being really good on defense? I know, seriously. It's like Bill Belichick knows what he's doing as a coach, and the players they have are really, really good. So... Hilleman could. I understand. There are there are ways for him to muster up fifty total yards tonight. I just I am counting on tonight being a pretty clinical performance from the Patriots. Yep. The Giants, whose offensive line is what it is. It's not great, but it's not as bad as it has been in previous years. I just I could see this game being chalky, right? A game where the Patriots, even if the Patriots, it could be like last week, even in a game where the Patriots kind of like. They, they faltered for the first half. It was a close game at halftime last week, and they win 33-7. to Yeah. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if tonight is something akin to that. I think I saw this the largest Giants regular season spread of all time. So I'm not, like, I, I just, I'm going to pass on Jonathan Hillman tonight. With you. Golden Tate is slightly more interesting. You know, the most, most established player on this roster that's healthy and on the offense tonight. I've got him at 42. Mike's got him at 38. You know, so he had three catches last week for 13 yards, which is, I think, illustrative of what Golden Tate is, right? He and you know him better than even I. Golden Tate is a short yardage player with run after catch ability. Yep. But doesn't it feel like this Patriots defense is so swarming that, like, even if he does have like five catches, they might go for 36 yards? I was literally just going to say seven for 42 is what his end of the game line is going to be. Seven for 42, a pretty accurate assessment right there. So Golden Tate maybe would be the guy that I would have in a deeper league flex consideration. Um, I did add, we play, people have heard us reference the Scott Fishbowl a lot, and I do have Darius Slayton on my roster there, and the hope with Darius Slayton is kind of what you hoped for last week with Terry McLaurin, is that, like, maybe they slide one by the Patriots? Yeah. 
Because like Terry McLaurin, Darius Layton's very fast. Yep. And Vertical that's, presence. I was going to say this. If there was one player that you thought, because the way that you're going to get fantasy points against this defense is like one big play, right? Darius Layton yeah. kind of seems like if there was a guy that was going to have that one big play this week, it would probably be him either, you know, a miscommunication, something happens, but like, you know, he could get one catch for 50 yards and a touchdown and all of a sudden like it. Now, I am not advocating for that, but I think right. he has the best big play potential out of anyone on this offense. So the I think the last time the Patriots allowed a first, no, maybe not the last time, but um, prior to last week's 66 yard reverse for a touchdown, the last time the Patriots allowed a first half touchdown, I believe was the AFC divisional round game oh, man. against the Chargers. And Keenan Allen had like a wide open. That that game was a route, but Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen had like a forty-five yard touchdown or something, blown coverage. Yep. So in some ways, like you kind of are hoping for like a blown coverage to lead yeah. to Darius Slate. But I think the point is pretty simple here. Don't start any of your Giants. Don't play your Giants tonight. <laughs> and it's not like the Giants. I am convinced that they have found something positive with Daniel Jones. Sterling Shepard has looked really good when he's played. Yeah. And Saquon Barkley is Saquon Barkley. So the, the the arrow is going to point up for the Giants. This just might be one of those nights that they look at as this is more of an opportunity. Like, in retrospect, they will say this was a good chance for us to measure up against the Patriots. I know you would never go into a game and say, we have no chance to win. But I think there's probably part of the Giants that even if they lose tonight like we expect them to lose, all right, what are the areas that really stood out against top competition that we need to improve upon? Yep. That top competition is, of course, the New England Patriots. And a little note, because if we're going to be optimistic about the Patriots and the fantasy value, I do want to point out the weather has been somewhat of a concern. Uh, in the New England area here, obviously, Connecticut included, there's been some storm warnings. There's a mm -hmm. potential storm that's um, actually in Connecticut today. It, we had a, a sort of a rainy day yesterday, but never crazy, super rainy, which was part of the initial forecast was that we could be like three straight days of just rain, 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 rain. It's not raining right now as we record this podcast here in Connecticut. To my knowledge, it's not raining either in Boston at the moment. Just something to keep in mind, but it doesn't sound like at one point there was going to be like it sounded like it could be one of those like washout games where you might actually ask yourself, like, do I start or sit guys? It it feels right now like the weather is not going to be an issue, as though as Kyle wisely <laughs> notes, and it's not raining in Rochester where he is getting married this weekend. Clear so, right now. It's clear right now. So I just wanted to point out the weather. It does not sound at the time of this podcast that there's going to be weather concerns going into this game. Obviously, watch the pregame show if things change. But for Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady is Tom Brady, right? And even last week in a relatively down performance, there was a touchdown pass in the second half. Might have had two touchdown passes last week. Um, I still think we like the chances of Tom Brady having a big night against a Giants defense that has been super vulnerable this year. Really vulnerable. The Giants defense has allowed at least two passing touchdowns okay. in, in three of the five games they've had. The only two teams they have not allowed multiple passing touchdowns to, Washington Redskins. Okay, not very good at offense. And the Buffalo Bills. Patriots are slightly better than both of those teams at offense. Yes. Yes. So so I, I'm seeing, I'm potentially seeing multiple touchdowns in Tom Brady's future. I think so as well. And I know that, uh, so first of all, the Patriots, they will never, and this is the Patriots, they never take anybody lightly. I think one thing we do know about the Patriots, though, is that they want to win. They also want to refine and like get, like see improvement. Last week was not a particularly pretty offensive performance for them in, yeah. in aggregate. I think they're going to use tonight as like, you know, we need to get right, too. We need to find some rhythm for our offense. 
and that includes the passing game. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. The good news was maybe they found something last week with their running game, which brings us to our IBM Watson Insight of the Week. Ooh. Which, Kyle, do you have some info on Mr. Sony Michelle? I got you covered on Michelle. IBM Watson gives them an 8% chance to boom this week, which would mean over 16 points, but 19% to go under 5 points, which would be his bust projection. He's boomed once and busted once this year. 12.6 point projection this week. What do you got? All right, so I think of those two scenarios, he feels more likely to boom than bust, right? Under five points from Sony. Hmm. I guess the issue is this. He caught three passes last week. That was a career high. Yeah. If he is more Sony Michelle-like, that could mean zero, which would mean, hey, maybe he has 14 carries for 52 yards, no catches, and that would technically qualify him as a bust. I'm going boom tonight, Daniel. I think so, too. I think that part, last week was not just establishing Sony Michelle, but also getting the running game back on track for not just like for one week. They don't like cure their ails for one week and then go back to what ailed them previously. I think Sony Michelle has another big night. 5.7 yards per carry last week. There were some signs of life. Offensive line seems to be figuring out a little bit more week to week. Remember, they've got multiple new starters uh, with both David Andrews and Isaiah Wynn currently on IR. That's yep. two of their three, uh, two of their five best offensive linemen. Um, and we saw a bit of explosiveness from Sonny Michelle last week. 14-plus we yards on two separate carries. He had none of those, uh, or maybe it was just one of those, excuse me, prior to that game last week. I think Sonny Michelle keeps it. Like, I, I, I think this is one of those games where the Patriots kind of do whatever the Patriots feel like doing. Yeah, I agree with that, and especially if the weather does become a factor, I think that the running game will probably take off a little bit more than the passing game. I do want to say this, though. The Giants are the 10th best defense before first contact this, this okay, season. Okay, that's a good sign. Michelle is the worst of 40 qualified running backs at yards before first contact. So Interesting. That's one of those yards things. Yards after first Sorry, contact. Sorry, yards after first contact. Yeah. So it's one of those things where when you look at it, like, okay, maybe I can understand where they were you know, looking for that projection, but you know what? Against this Giants team, I can see them wanting to establish what it is that they are, like you said. Our game plan is to do this, and Belichick, we know that that's what he does. We're going to come out, and we're going to be good at this because we're going to use this opportunity to get right. I also, so I don't write love-hate. People may not know that, but um, for you those— don't? I don't write it. No, I haven't. I'm going to stop reading it then. Okay. That's a good answer right there. Yeah. Um, I haven't written it in a while, like okay. at least a month. <laughs> that's fair. Anyways, if I did write love-hate, and if I was forced to choose an over or under for the projection, I would go over with Sonny Michelton because I think he finds the end zone. Agreed. In part because I don't know if Rex Burkhead will play. Rex Burkhead— questionable for this game remember that during these short weeks for both teams practices are really just sort of walkthroughs they're not really practices themselves so i would keep an eye on rex burkhead status they don't have a good feel for it obviously if he does play it's you know a handful of carries fewer the patriots have had some special teams issues recently which might lead to more value for burkhead on special teams than an offense so keep an eye on burkhead status but i still think sony michelle goes over James White's kind of, he kind of is what he is, you know? He's played in four games this year, obviously missed one because of the birth of his child. But in those four games, he's had five catches in three of them. He's averaging 11.5 points per game just as a pass catcher this year, Daniel. So remember last year, I think it was last year, where he finished as a top 10 running back because he had this monster, monster year in great rushing production. He's kind of been a little bit more of what we normally see from James White, which is a guy that like you feel comfortable flexing in a PPR league almost every single week. Yeah, he's a great pass catcher. You know that out of the backfield. You'd be able to line up everywhere, you know, on that on that front, so that you know, line up in the slot every once in a while. You'll come out of the backfield. I, I think he is exactly like 
they are who we thought they were. He's comforting. Like, that's what he is. Yeah. He's, yeah. He, you know, you just know what you're getting when you have James White in your lineup. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Julian Edelman, who's also on our list tonight. Like, again, Edelman, somewhere I've got him at 10. Mike's got him at 12. Giants defense doesn't scare you much at all. By the way, James White was running back seven last year. But Edelman, who last season ranked as Tristan's most consistent wide receiver, mm-hmm. it's kind of been that again this year. There's been some ups and some downs, but relatively steady, all things considered. I consider Julian Edelman to be um, comparable to James White in that regard. He may not ever win you your week, but he also probably will not lose you your week, so you have confidence in Edelman. I think the player that's been most interesting amongst the Patriots wide receivers... Oh, hold on, let me guess. Josh Gordon. Oh, oh! You're gonna say Philip Dorsett? Wow. Oh, Jacoby oh, Myers. I was gonna say Jakob Johnson was my yes. next. Yeah, dang um, it, Josh Gordon. It is Daniel because Philip Dorsett is officially out for this game. Yep. So the Patriots' three wide receiver sets right now will be Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon, and Jacoby Myers. Keep an eye on Jacoby Myers, a player they really liked in the preseason. We'll see if it Looks actually amounts to something tonight. Yeah, preseason hero could turn into a regular season standout. We'll see. Um, he would be only somebody for daily fantasy considerations right now. But Josh Gordon um, has had an okay season, Daniel. Yeah, not massive. Um, he's but he's but he's been fine. Um, he's we have him ranked as a top twenty-five wide receiver this week. Again, good matchup. Um, good matchup against the Giants. He hasn't. Like, I don't really know what Josh Gordon currently is for the Patriots. What I mean by that is he's not their vertical threat. Nope. He's not. Edelman, where he's operating out of the slot. He's kind of done a little bit of everything for this Patriots offense. Hasn't been amazing. He had a touchdown back in week one, hasn't scored since then. Kind of feel like maybe with Josh Gordon, part of the equation is that I know he still returned in the middle of training camp, but still kind of getting his, I was going to say sea legs, but his football legs underneath him. Does that make sense? It does. So maybe I have some hope that Josh Gordon gets better as the season goes on, and maybe a game like tonight can kind of help him get his mojo back. I'm, I would love to be able to see that because as somebody that rosters Josh Gordon in a couple leagues, one, I just love to see him back on the football field. Yep. That he's in a good spot. He's able to be out there and contributing with the rest of these guys. Kind of feels like he's been someone that's just sort of filled in where the Patriots need him. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. He's not, he, he's not a go-to guy, but he's also not a forgotten man in this offense. He's just, he's there when, you know, you find a soft spot in the zone. Here's, a, this is where the defense gives them some opportunities. So they're going to go to Josh Gordon. Not a focal point, but he definitely has the ability to still put up big numbers, especially against a Giants defense like this. Yeah, it's. I think this is one of those games. So I, I saw people draw equations to last year's game when um, the Patriots played the Colts on a Thursday night, and the Colts were super unhealthy at that time. Now they also, yeah. at that point, the Colts kind of hadn't become what they, they are now, sort of like this gritty, tough um get the most out of what they have team, mm-hmm. right? At that point last year, they were still, I think they were like one and two or something like that, maybe even one and three. And the Patriots played them, and it was just a bloodbath. It was Josh Gordon caught the 500th touchdown of Tom Brady's career. Yep. Crazy game. Um, so anyways, um, there's some parallels to that. The Giants are really beat up, right? The Patriots still kind of finding themselves a little bit right now. Maybe this is one of those kind of redemptive games for the offense. And if so, maybe Josh Gordon kind of gets his mojo going. The idea that the Patriots are still sort of finding themselves yeah, is so terrifying. Crazy, right? <laughs> so the Patriots are 5-0. and Do I even bother asking? I'm going to take the Patriots. You're taking the Patriots. I'm taking okay. the Patriots. I'm assuming everybody in the back is taking the Patriots. The more, Maybe the more compelling question would be like, will the Patriots cover? 
I think yes. What do you think? I 16 think, and a half points. I think very easily they will cover. Very easily. Okay. Everybody in the back says that what's, as well. What's the over-under? 16 and a half, and the over-under is 42. I think the Patriots almost score 42 by themselves. By themselves. Yeah. Interesting. So a lot of, I'm sure Kyle probably could find like a, a packet of stats of like defensive things the Patriots could accomplish tonight, six games into an NFL regular season. Yep. We'll see if it actually happens. Daniel Jones, you have your work cut out for you. Daniel, tell us a little something about a little something here. Oh, yeah, you bet. Um, Here's, all right, I'm going to start out with this. Ooh, ooh, those are ghost noises because it's the most wonderful time of the year, Halloween. Remember, when playing in your costume as a kid was the most fun you could have before Christmas, and now that you're an adult, Halloween kind of feels less Halloween-y. Am I right? I, I agree on that, yep. Well, MeUndies is bringing back the childlike joy of picking out the perfect costume with their spooky prints and Halloween costume onesies field. That's right. Costume onesies. Boo. Woo. Really? I want one. They're spooky soft. They're spooky soft. Likely de- they are designed to be the best thing you've ever put on your body soft. Like softer than a fluffy kitten dressed up in a pumpkin costume. Like softer than the brains zombies love to eat. Oh, is that too far? Sorry about that. Yeah. Well, you get the idea. These are the softest undies known to men and women on the planet, and they are also available in sizes extra small through 4XL. That's softness for all. Didn't think undies would up your Halloween costume game? Well, think again. The unique prints are designed to be mixed and matched and turn in the most guaranteed first prize at the costume contest kind of costume. If you don't feel like leaving your house, that's cool, too. Just wear the Halloween costume onesies to pass out candy, and you're good to go. So MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. Free? That's a no-brainer. I like it. We call that a zombie, especially because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee to get 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to MeUndies.com slash FFF. That's MeUndies.com slash FFF. How awesome would it be to wear underwear for Halloween? That sounds amazing. I have a great Halloween costume planned. I'll say no more other than I'm super excited to have it on for the show, which is only three weeks from today. Oh, my gosh. Who's counting? I'm counting. How old am I? Twelve and a half. So that's what you do when you're no big deal. You count down to yeah. Halloween. <laughs> Cannot wait for that. So, Daniel, um, you look far too non Mike Clayish right now. What do you mean? I'm very Mike Clay. That was pretty good right hey, there. Guys. Pretty, I pretty love calculators. Good. Aha, I love it. You love calculators. So, we're going to have you kind of, well, we'll do it together. Yeah. But you're going to kind of be the pseudo Mike Clay right now because usually on Thursdays we have Mike Clay to talk about wide receivers and cornerbacks and their matchups, et cetera, et cetera. So, some of the advantage of the, um, Advantageous, I should say. Advantageous cornerback matchups for the week include DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel against the Buccaneers. Daniel, it has been a funnel this year. You cannot run the ball against the Bucks, but you can certainly throw it. You can absolutely throw it. And in week two against Tampa Bay, the same team. DJ Moore had nine catches on 14 targets for 89 yards. Curtis Samuel had five catches on 13 targets for 91 yards. Six players this season have had 100-plus receiving yards against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary Four of them also caught a touchdown pass. I mean, that's everything that you need to know. You can absolutely throw on the Bucks secondary. Both DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel get upgrades this week thanks to that porous, porous back. Yeah, 
I, I, I don't such so like once when, when a team funnels as much as they do, and again, it's the we'll talk about the next team in a second that also Yikes. funnels hard. But it's hard to figure out just like you know how they can be so much improved against the run, and because they were not a great run defense last year, at least no. not early, not where they are right now. Um, and yet the improvements in the secondary have not really come so far. They get into shootouts almost every single week. DJ Moore, we saw more encouraging signs as you mentioned last week, and Curtis Samuel has kind of found his footing in this Panthers offense with Kyle Allen. I was really excited, actually, to see DJ Moore get a larger target share and be able to work with Kyle Allen because the first two weeks with him, Curtis Samuel sort of stole the show from that standpoint. Yep, he has been much better. Now, the other funnel, and I feel like every single week we're talking about this, is Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen Wow, against the Eagles. The Eagles this year have allowed 320-plus passing yards three times. But, Daniel, as great of a matchup as it is, is there a trust issue for you with Stephon Diggs? We're going to talk about this a little bit more, but like, it sounds really great on paper. It sounds really great on paper. Yep, there is a trust issue. I believe that there is an upgrade here because of that secondary, maybe yep. a sneaky DFS play. Uh, but we'll talk about Stephon Diggs a little bit more in the show. How about Adam Thielen, though? Because Thielen has been, uh, at his best, one of the best wide receivers in football. The problem has been the inconsistency, and I don't think it's really of his doing, but... Uh, the squeaky wheeling gets the grease, as we saw last week. Thielen had two touchdowns in a monster game uh, against the Giants. Can he replicate that? Maybe not two touchdowns, but like, should he be in the top ten wide receiver consideration this week? You're uh, the daily fantasy guy now. Should you be playing him and paying the premium for him in your daily fantasy lineup? I would consider it based on how your lineup structure works out. But okay. in in season long, the idea, I mean, you have to start Adam Thielen. Yep. I don't know. Obviously, like you said, I don't know as though you're going to have two touchdown weeks, but. He is certainly on the rise. I hope that what happened last week with Kirk Cousin continues. He made some great catches and just looked phenomenal. And he so did. I, th- I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna keep rolling. It's just a reminder. I think at some point. I, I think I heard somebody during the broadcast last week where it was like, "Here are the top Eagles cornerbacks," and it was like Rasul Douglas was like the most tenured player at cornerback that's playing for them right now. Orlando Skandrick did play for them last week, and they played much better defensively. It might have been because they were playing against the Jets. The Vikings just a little bit better than the Jets in terms of total offense. So we're going to come back and talk about players that maybe have a less favorable matchup depending on the quarterbacks they play. But first, a word from Dollar Shave Club because I shave for the first time all month today. When we talk about Dollar Shave Club, we can't stress enough the quality of their products. They spent years developing, crafting, refining everything. They have everything we use to look, feel, and smell our best. You name it. They have it, and we use it. We've been Dollar Shave Club members here at the 06010 for years, and as amazing as their shave stuff is, the cool part is that Dollar Shave is way more than just razors. It is? Dollar Shave Club has you covered head to toe. They have everything you need to shower. Do you do that? I do. Do you shave on occasion, or do you trim? I I use Dollar Shave Club regularly, just not on my face field. Yet. Okay, I'm not going to ask anything Kyle, else about I can that. give you some tips if you need it for your wedding. Do you, you style right. your hair? You weirdo. Do you style your hair? I, I do style my do hair. Do you brush your teeth? I brush my teeth You're regularly. Good, because all of those things Dollar Shave Club can help you do and, and help you wipe your butt. I wipe my butt too. I'm feel? glad, Daniel. I'm glad that that's the case and... You keep yourself. You want to go farther clean. than that? No, I don't. Okay. And Dollar Shave Club can keep you automatically stocked up on the products you use. You get what you want whenever you need it, whether that's once a month or a few times a year. You never have to waste time at a store wondering if what you're getting is any good. As a Dollar Shave Club member, you know what you're getting is the highest quality. Yep. And right now, you can put the quality of Dollar Shave Club's products to the test. Their ultimate shave starter set has basically everything you need for an amazing shave. 
the executive razor, shave butter, prep scub, and post-shave dew. I cut myself shaving this morning. You know what you do? Throw a little post-shave dew on there, and you are money in the bank. Ooh. The best part is you can try it for just $5, and after that, the restock box ship regular size products at regular prices. Get your ultimate starter set for just $5 at dollarshaveclub.com slash FFF. That's five dollar bucks? Sh- five bucks. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash FFF. Okay, let's do some downgrades. Let's field. do some downgrades for these cornerbacks. Daniel, we begin Sunday Night Football. I got to tell you, Daniel, the NFL schedule is made many, many months in advance. Yep. And oftentimes we get some really good matchups on Sunday Night Football. We do. This is one that looked good going into the season. Not sure I'm as enthused by the Chargers hosting the Steelers <laughs> on Sunday night with Devlin Hodges, seemingly the presumptive starting quarterback for the Steelers. So I don't know if the downgrade is more about Juju Smith-Schuster playing the Chargers or the fact that Devlin Hodges is his quarterback, although I guess Hodges did kind of sling it last week against the, against the Ravens, almost helped them win that game. But as we know, wide receivers have had their struggles against the Chargers so far this year. Let's look at the yards per catch. Yeah, and I will say this. Juju Smith-Schuster has had two deep touchdown catches, 111 yards. Over the past three weeks, yeah. Yep. Uh, the other 11 catches he's had, only 60 yards. Feast or famine, yep. right? He is a feast or famine player, and I was just mentioning T.Y. Hilton, DeAndre Hopkins, Emmanuel Sanders, all three players that are very, very talented. They've averaged just 10.9 yards per catch against the Chargers this season. No Derwin James. Um, obviously, they had some another massive offensive injury we'll talk about a little bit later on in the show, but defensive defensively, they've still figured it out without perhaps their most talented player in Derwin James. Yeah. Still a stingy secondary. Casey Hayward, really good player amongst others they have in that secondary that just kind of find a way. They do an excellent job of scouting the secondary. Their health is like the one bugaboo. They just can't possibly ever stay healthy, it feels like, but not easy to go up against the Chargers. And the last one here is something that might sort of feel like, you know, when they uh, scratch the chalkboard with the nails and it's like the worst sound in the world? Yeah, just like that. Um, Mike Evans, who had zero catches for zero yards. Same number of catches as Matthew had in the game last week. Zero! Zero catches! He goes up against the Panthers in London. Remember, back in week two, he had four for 61 against the Panthers. That was kind of a goofy game. Weather was bad. They had the the weather delay at the yep. beginning of the game. They had oh, lightning. Yeah, the lightning. The I remember fans that. got sent out of the crowd. They got brought back in. Brought back in. But... Evans has not scored in five straight games against Carolina. Like, I always wonder, like, at what point do you start to prescribe that a certain team has another player's number? And do you think that's the case with Mike Evans and the Panthers? That's a great question because mm. Mike Evans is one of those guys that I, for, you know, I've always felt like he's, I don't want to say matchup proof, but he has the ability to be matchup proof. He does. You I mean, know what I mean? Incredible. He's one he's, of the best players in football. He's absolutely one of the best wide receivers in football. He has size that you just can't teach. Yeah. You know, he's got speed, he's got great hands, but there are. He, I can understand the hesitancy to be excited about Mike Evans the way that we used to be. And I'm not saying don't start him. I know that's what neither one of us are saying. But it is very much a temper expectations potentially against this really tough Chargers secondary. Uh, Panther secondary. But Panther you know what's secondary. weird, though, is that like it doesn't seem like this should be audacious. But maybe it comes across as audacious. Mike Evans is scoring on Sunday. He might get two. Wow. He might get two on Sunday. You heard it here first. Wow. London, I think Mike Evans scores at least once on Sunday. I don't know if you want to board bet that or not, but just, you know, like, do you think, I mean, you don't have to if you don't want to, but I think he's scoring. I, 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 I am stating my case. Mike Evans, you are scoring on Sunday in London. You heard I'll it say, here first. I'll yep. say he doesn't. You don't think so? No. You want to board bet? I'm going to say, I'll tell you what. I'm going to say he gets zero touchdowns or two touchdowns. 
So zero or two, but I think at least one. So not let's not, let, let's leave the board bet. Matthew, I think has. I'll Matt, say this: I think he has zero touchdowns or three plus touchdowns. Oh, okay, I can make that board bet. So you're saying one or two, one or two, and yeah. I'm saying zero or three plus. Right. All right. Nice. I think Mike Evans has zero touchdowns or three or more touchdowns in London. I say Mike Evans has one or two touchdowns in London. Put, put it on the board. board. Put it on the board. You I'm guys like, realize Keith has very limited window to put these notes on there. And deal with it, Keith. All whatever. right. Come on, like, man. Just, I will deal with it. I won't even put it up. Mike no. Evans versus, you know, Field is right. Just whatever. Just Field, say that you, I win. Did you in part do this just because you lost the DK Metcalf one and you went under on the touchdowns last time? Was this kind of like a Jackson, you're very astute. You know that? See, this is how you know. Iron is sharpening iron back there because Kyle is rubbing off and Keith is rubbing off on Jackson. Very good point there. I tend not to lose multiple board bets or in a row. Um, Do so. you? Hold on. Let me look at the board bet board where I it says Matthew 5, field 1. I, I don't know that's multiple referring to. Multiple board not, bets in not, a row. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, math's not my strong suit. I'm just a calculator. Calculator, Mike. Uh, last one here, Tyler Boyd going to the Ravens. I'm also winning that board bet. Tyler Boyd going up against the <laughs> Ravens. So far, the Ravens secondary has been okay in particular spots. The defense has not been good. But the secondary has produced what we like to call wide range of outcomes. Something more about Tyler Tyler Boyd's matchup against the Ravens. So here's the thing. Tyler Boyd, man, two times inside the top 10 this year, three times outside the top 30. Yeah. That's tough. And you know what that is? That's a byproduct of having Andy Dalton as your quarterback. Totally agree. It is, like, super inconsistent. Like, yes, they have thrown the ball a ton, but throwing the ball a ton does not always equate it to massive success. You remember in week four it was when they played – Monday Night Football against the Steelers. Prime opportunity. Terrible Steelers secondary, specifically defending the slot. Throwing the ball a ton. You know what happened? He was wide receiver 59. So, not benching him. I actually still view Tyler Boyd as a top 25 play this week just because the law of averages suggests he belongs there. But just be wary that the Ravens secondary, not great. I mean, sorry. The defense is not great. The secondary is the best part of their defense. That is accurate. Also, Kyle does not believe in law of averages. I would just like to doesn't exist. Right not a thing. We'll move on. It is a weird thing that I do not understand about Kyle. Mike Clay doesn't think momentum exists. Kyle I doesn't believe in law of averages. I bet you Mike supports me on this one. Law of, nothing's due to happen. Things you know happen, but nothing's due to happen. All right. So they don't believe in law of averages. Mike doesn't believe in momentum. momentum. Is like Everybody's got their like little quirks they don't believe in, yeah. right? Like I'm a flat earth truther. Sure. No, I'm not. I I'm just, just believe I'm just kidding. I believe in true love, you know? You I mean, believe in true love. I love that. Yeah. You know, okay. Forbid. Okay. I love it. Um I'm trying to think of something that's like kind of quirky that I believe that most people either I either believe in or don't believe in that like most normal people are the opposite of my stance. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I I mean I for the, I really want the Loch Ness monster to exist. I'm Don't not gonna lie to you. It actually does exist. I really want it to. I think it'd just be so cool. Okay, fair enough. All right. Well, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna stop talking about weird stuff, and we're gonna come back in just a minute and talk about coping and breakup season. Because wait, is fall breakup season? I'll explain it to you, Field. Okay, it'll make more sense after a quick word from our friends at the Fantasy Show. All right, so Daniel's going to explain something to me in just a second. Before we get there, just wanted to quickly say, yesterday I was not able to be part of the show because I was back in Boston for a very special event supporting Caddy Yates uh, at Haymakers for Hope. Just a spectacular job by those who organized the event, and especially the 32 women that participated in 16 fights. Awesome to see Caddy get in the ring. She's dedicated her life four months um, to becoming a boxer. 
Four months. Four months of like training six days a week uh, with Nolan Brothers Gym it's, uh, outside of Boston and Waltham. They did a great job and pretty cool. Caddy actually knocked her opponent to the to the, to the mat, which is very rare. No like I don't, way. I, I don't know a lot of boxing. I see like you know the the big ticket fights when they're broadcast on ESPN, etc. But I'm not like an intimate boxing fan. Little knockdown there. You can check my Instagram story at Field Yates for video. I happen to be. It's one of those rare moments in life, Daniel, where you have your phone open at the right time. Yeah, it happened to be. I happened to be. Not only was I open, I was Instagram videoing it. Oh, that's and perfect. Bam, knockdown. Pretty cool. That's so. You can awesome. also hear our reaction in the back. That was pretty sweet too. That's that's exciting. I was. I will say this. Your Cal Ripken Jr.-like streak of not missing a show was broken yesterday, but it sounds like it was absolutely a worthwhile cause to be able to I, do I, Well, that. I appreciate you saying that. I take a, I love being here. love being here with you guys every day. take a lot of pride in that, but there are certain things in life that can't miss, and that absolutely. was a can't-miss event last night. Very proud of my sister and uh, the work that she did and the money that she raised. Pretty awesome. Um, so tell us, Daniel. We have... Oh, well, yeah, we got some yet. things here. I can't reveal them yet because I want you to explain what I'm revealing as we actually reveal them. So this is what happens when you put me on the show. Okay. Right. I like having you on the show, by I the way. Have, I appreciate yeah, that. Thank you, great Field. Job. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to use some crappy bands you guys have never heard of to be able to help you set your fantasy lineups this week. So Is it going to rock your world if I've heard oh of these bands? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I hope that you've heard of these bands, okay. but it's okay if you haven't. All right. So we're going to go through a couple people that we have, and you're either going to, you're going to be doing one of two things. Okay. It is either going to be... Breakup season with this player, Aww, as in they are you are breaking season. up with them, and they are going to your bench, no longer in your starting lineup, or you are going to cope with this player because you have Why? hope. Oh, because you have hope that they will have a better game here in week six. All right, we're going to use these bands. We're going to try and figure out some fun ways to be able to make this happen. All right, all right. So one by one, one. do you want me to ask? Yeah, okay. let's okay. do it. All right, here we go. We begin with Aaron Rodgers. His average draft position was quarterback three. He's currently quarterback 19. This is specific, Daniel, to week six. Week Make six. that very clear. Very clear. Hope or breakup? Or cope or breakup with with Aaron Rodgers? It is breakup season for of me and Aaron Of course it is. He is being relegated to my bench this week. I'll tell you what. Finishes by the week. Let's look at this. Quarterback 24. Quarterback 19. Yep. Quarterback 24 again. Quarterback 2. And then quarterback 22. Right. Against a tough Lions defense that looks like they have turned the corner a little bit to stop being one of those teams that's continually in the bottom 10. There's nothing that I see about Aaron Rodgers in this matchup that I am like, man, I got to make sure that he's in my lineup. He is a breakup season candidate for me, relegated to the bench. Wow, Daniel, no surprise at all that you said you were going to break up with Aaron Rodgers before a matchup against the Detroit Lions. I'm going to cope, and here's the reason why. Is I don't think that people have been willing to cut bait with Aaron Rodgers up to this point, and it's not the best streaming quarterback weekend that I've imagined or I've seen on the slate so far this year. Cope with some hope. Um, the matchup is not great. Your lines are legit, and they're coming off of a bye week. So I'm going to cope, but like I'm contemplating a breakup after this week. I'm I contemplating it. Like We've gone through a rough patch. We're, uh, we, we've weathered the storm. We've gone through a rough well, patch. Well, speaking of rough patches, Field Jace, let's talk about the next guy, where Baker Mayfield, who was QB5 yeah. in ADP, currently QB28, week six. Where are you at on Baker Mayfield? I want to say that I really appreciate Baker Mayfield's comment yesterday in response to Richard Sherman. Basically... Everybody's followed this story. I thought he had a great one-liner where he was saying, like, I'm glad the video, basically said, I'm glad the video on what was caught on camera finally worked in my favor, favor which is very funny and witty, and I appreciate Baker Mayfield, the human. I think he got a raw deal with all this. 
which is not the reason why people are listening to this podcast. What they want to know is, break up. Have you watched this guy? I mean, are you serious? Are you kidding me right now? He's been terrible on the football field. The matchup is fine against the Seahawks. I don't necessarily fear that defense a ton. It's fine. Browns are playing at home. Yep. But the Seahawks with three extra days to prepare, four extra days to prepare, excuse me. Browns in a short week, Seahawks on the extended absence. Break up. Bye-bye. I'm sorry. Bye-bye. I think I'm with you, Field. How could you not be? I am on the breakup train as well for Baker Mayfield. Here's a, I cannot believe this stat. Okay. Baker Mayfield has four rushes on the year. One rush for negative one yards. Okay. And then the That's other bad. three rushes for one yard. He has just... zero rushing yards on the season through five weeks. Good job. Good effort. How, how is that possible for Baker Mayfield? Ridiculous. Well, here's the thing is that coaches are always going to be hesitant to design runs unless it's quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson that are elite athletes or Kyle sure. Murray. Sure. But that, that, that offensive know, line no breaks scrambles. down all the time. I know. I know. Well, you know, so many sacks. That's how bad the breakdowns have been. Trade for Trent Williams. Anyways, I'm with you. You have to break up with break up Baker season. Mayfield for this week. 100%. This one's interesting. Juju Smith shoots. Or we just mentioned him as a disadvantage in terms of his wide receiver cornerback matchup against the Chargers on Sunday night. You mentioned how feast or famine he has been. Two long catches over the past three weeks, and then he's had a bunch of short catches, Daniel, which is why dun-dun-dun, breakup season is back for Juju Smith-Schuster. I was impressed with Devlin Hodges in fill-in duty last week. I think it's going to be a more difficult task against the Chargers on Sunday night. Breakup. Bye-bye. Sorry. Unfortunately, Field, I'm with you. Breakup season for me as well with Juju Smith-Schuster. I love him. He is one of the most exciting players and a young player that this NFL can be excited about. Yeah. This week and with everything that is going on, like there's no way. It's a he is with his backup backup quarterback. Yeah. And he doesn't even have Jalen Samuels out there running the Wildcat to potentially throw him the football. And it's right. nothing against Devlin Hodges. I just come on. I gotta see it. I gotta see it. And I don't know when we're going to see it this year, right? By the now. way, I absolutely love, like, we've learned a lot about you and I during this process is like I'm just like, yeah, whatever, cut bait, bye-bye, talk to you later, right? You, my friend, very sentimental, emotional, and you let people down gently. I'm sorry, I can't. I, I, can't, I can't do it. Uh, Juju, you, I, I love you. Juju, I love you. I really do. Yeah. I can't do it this I'm week, out of the break, I'm out of the business of breaking up in real life. No more, not not something I do anymore. Yeah. Or will do anymore, so I don't have to worry about this. Yeah, I don't, don't care about, about the it. optics. You know what, Jarvis Landry? I'm not going to break up with you. Jarvis Landry is up next, Daniel. Yeah. Wide receiver 29 in terms of ADP is now wide receiver 32, so kind of where he should be. Mm -hmm. Here's what I got for you, Daniel. Copen. I got some hope here. Did you know there was just one player in the NFL with a 25-plus yard catch in all five games this season? I did not know that. It is Jarvis Landry. Which what? Is a weird, I should have I should have thought of a better way to present that stat. Like, what is the one thing that Jarvis Landry has done in every game this season that no other player has done? The answer is a 25-plus yard catch. He may be the best wide receiver that wears a jersey number in the 80s. I've got some hope for you, <laughs> Jarvis Landry. I've got hope for you, my friend. I think I'm with you. I'm going to cope with Jarvis Landry. I know Baker Mayfield has been bad. We just said it's breakup season for him. Yep. But I definitely have hope. Listen, it's not about... Jarvis's talent at all. Okay. The idea that he can go out there and also be an opposite of OBJ. Like he is he is going to have opportunities if and when that Browns offense ever gets right. I am really hoping that this week is going to be that week because even with Baker struggling, he's one of those guys that you know has upside. If if we were on a third string quarterback the way that Juju is, it would be a different story. Right. But I still believe that Baker Mayfield, even though I'm not starting him this week, has the availability and the upside to make Jarvis Landry a Relevant wide receiver. I've had a couple of comments to the effect of, it's gut check week for the Browns. They got to prove it. 
we're past that point. Yeah. They, they've proven that like they're going to be a maddening team this year. Yep. So I'm no longer challenging them for gut check week. Uh, Stephon Diggs, another player we mentioned earlier. Great matchup. Great matchup against the Eagles. And he had two catches last week, and he says he's happy. <laughs> happy with a wink. Stephon Diggs, you have hope. You coping with him? Are you breaking up? Ooh, break up season, Break up Daniel. season with me and Stephon Diggs. I know that he has an advantageous matchup. Yeah. Totally get that. But this is one of those guys that I, I'm not dropping him. I, and in fact, I said yesterday in the podcast, if I could find a way to be able to trade on the cheap for him. Yeah, you do it? I think I would do it. Okay. I think I would do it on the cheap. Okay. But for this week, I need to see it. I'm, there have been too many weeks where I have rolled him out in lineups and I'm getting five, six, seven points. I just can't do it anymore. Cope. I am coping with Stephon Diggs. Wow. The matchup is just so good, Dan. It is I mean, really good. Literally, other than the Jets last week who were playing Luke Falk, with all due respect. Great line right there, with all due respect. Like, I'm not <laughs> respecting you, but with all due respect. Uh, Stephon Diggs, Kirk Cousins, 300-plus passing yards, way more passing attempts last weekend. Cope, hope, Eagle secondary, a major issue right now. They've got other strengths on that team. The secondary is not one of them. Yep. Last couple here, Daniel. Joe Mixon. Top 10 running back in terms of ADP. He's now running back 29 in terms of total points scored. Oh, my gosh, Joe Mixon. Oh, boy, this game this weekend, can you trust him at all against the Ravens? Can I trust him? Yeah, well, you have to. I mean, I guess that's sort of a different way of asking the same question. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. With him? I'm going to still cope with Joe Mixon because okay. I have at least, uh, there. there is hope for me yep. that he gets in the end zone this week. He is still a very talented running back. I understand how bad that offense is, but... He's somebody that they're going to have to utilize. And I'm like, it's not like Giovanni Bernard has taken over all these touches in the backfield. You know what I mean? Yeah. He is the guy. So I am very much coping with Joe Mixon for week six, and I am hoping for a better performance. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, I'm hitting cope and I'm hopeful. I'm like, it's, I don't know. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't have a great reason. I'm, I I would like I want to come up here and tell you guys that I have got three stats that support my reason, my argument, my thought. I don't know. Like he's getting the ball a lot, and like the Ravens' defense hasn't been able to stop the run that much. Like that's about as far as I can go. It's with him this and one. Tyler Boyd on that offense, and that's the, it. The, the Bengals. Matthew, Matthew accurately says they bone you. I say they confuse me too because like every time I expect something out of them, like other weird stuff happens. I don't know. They're just a strange team. Yeah. Last one here, Daniel is Lashawn McCoy. I was actually way overperforming relative to his ADP of running back 39. That ADP, I believe, was when he was still with the Buffalo Bills. Well, for much of it, it was. Yes. Yeah. Anybody who drafted prior to, he signed Saturday night before the season began. So he had five days of drafts where maybe it corrected itself a little bit. Yep. Um, coping or hoping? I uh, mean, coping or breaking up, I should say. I think it's breakup season for me. Breakup season. Okay. Breakup season. Damian Williams has run the same number of routes as LaShawn McCoy. Damian Williams has missed two games. Right. LaShawn McCoy is not being utilized in the passing game, and that was one of the things that he's always been good at, yep. is that passing game usage. 80.1% of Casey's yardage this season has come through the air. That's the third highest rate. So, And especially after last week's confusing zero-carry week, yeah. you know, listen, I am hoping that I have somebody else on my offense that I can plug in that space because it is breakup season for me. I am breaking up with you, LaShawn McCoy, but I'm not deleting you on Snapchat. I'm not blocking you on Instagram. <laughs> I'm not deleting your number and pretending like I never had it in the first place because you play for the Chiefs and you could score two touchdowns in any given game. But yep. I think Darrell Williams is the best goal line back for the Chiefs. And I think beyond that, Damian Williams' passing game volume, as you just mentioned, is still the best. Now, LaShawn McCoy was, I think, kind of benched last week. Like after that bad fumble, he had zero total rushes. So, yeah. 
Those are my answers. Uh, that's my answer on LaShawn Le- McCoy. I love it. Also, yeah. I just want to say this. I am going to check out the Wonder Years are putting on an awesome Halloween show. Okay. Future Teens is going to be playing at it. Future Teens is the uh, the band the with band this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And this is uh, Cope and Hope is a band, Manchester Orchestra. Great dudes. I love really? those dudes. Nice. Uh, so Future Teens is going to be there. Halloween, New York City. Uh, it'll believe it's October go. 25th. I will be there. Nice. If you are going to be there, send me a tweet, DM me, let me know. I'm going to dress up. I'm going to find something fun to wear. We're going to do a, like a big Halloween thing for it. You so got to go big. I you got to go big or go idea. home. Yeah. So, okay. Wonder October years. 25th. October 25th. Yep. It's a Friday night? It is a Friday night. No better place than to be at that concert right there, right now. Okay, we have a couple of, so- maybe one social question. I don't know. I think we have a social question from Keith. Got a handful of them here. Handful? Okay. Yeah, first one comes from Steven. Wants to know how impactful do you think the loss of Mike Pouncey is for the season um, on the Chargers running game? Oh, man. I mean, how many more injuries can they possibly sustain? Mike Pouncey's a really good player. I've been to the Pro Bowl in the past. He's been injured a little bit. Um, it's a neck issue, scary stuff. Yeah. They uh, signed Ryan Groy, veteran who might maybe eventually replace him. It's a downgrade for sure. I have a hard time quantifying like a single offensive lineman's impact on the running game, the passing game of a particular team. I still think Melvin Gordon, if he becomes the question, unquestioned number one, can be a top 10 play. But it doesn't hurt. doesn't help. That's for sure. Does not help at all. I, I mean, I don't have a good answer for this. I really don't. Yeah, it's hard to like quantifiably say, like, will he help the run? Yes. Sure. Does that mean that Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler are no longer like, so how far are you dropping them because of it? It's like, well, I, I don't I don't know. It hasn't changed my perception that if Melvin Gordon is the number one guy, he will be an RB1. Yep. If they continue to utilize them in the way that they have, then Melvin Gordon has a chance to be a flex play and Austin Eckler will be a strong RB2. I think that they will not continue to use him how they did this past weekend. I thought that the fact that they were down 17 points right away was a big detriment to what their offensive hopes and aspirations were. Keith, what else? Yeah, Matt wants to know, flex question this week, Tyler Boyd or Sony Michelle? I'm going with Sony Michelle. We talked about him earlier. I think Sony Michelle, we talked about it. Could have yeah. a big night. Find the end zone tonight. What do you got? I think so too. Okay. I, I don't like Tyler Boyd's matchup as we saw in Mike Clay's wide receiver quarterback. In your article. wide receiver quarterback. Oh, that's right. Matchup, yes. Available on ESPN Plus, I that's believe. Right. Is that yeah, correct? ESPN Plus. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Great column by you, Mike. Every Thank single you. week. Thank you. We're both going with Sony. <laughs> Calculator, Mike. <laughs> um, Ed wants to know should he drop Mike Williams? Um, you can. I mean, again, it's, it depends on what you, what you need in order to, like, who are you adding because you are dropping Mike Williams? But yeah, my answer is yes. I, inconsistent play. He's been banged up. It, the offense runs through Keenan Allen. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I, I don't, I don't view him as an absolute must keep is what I would say. I agree with that. I, there's a part of me that says, like, who are you picking up off the waiver wire that has more upside than Mike Williams? But if you're in yeah, a I league, the, I don't know the league size. Either. It might be one of those where, like, I need to replace my defense. I need to replace my quarterback. Like on a one week basis, yes, I'm okay yeah. with it. And I'm if totally he's the, if he's it. the guy that you have attributed as your least valuable player, that in order to have a streaming defense or a kicker or whatever, then have at it. Last one here. Peyton wants to know if you guys are up for a OBJ name game. Peyton Manning. Peyton, yeah, I was gonna say Peyton. I know it he's a huge fan of the, the show, way. but oh okay. my gosh. And and Matthew's not here. Matthew's not here. So this is a great chance to call for a name game. Let's play a name game. Do you want, do you want to know who I honestly think you are? Yeah. Aquaman. <laughs> I am not Aquaman. He talks 
to fish. I'm not even that good at talking, Nate. Give me one reason why I'm Aquaman. Only fish like him. (laughs) He has unfortunate color choices. (laughs) He has little value to society. He has webbed feet. (laughs) Fine. I I think you guys are right. I'm Aquaman. (laughs) I am silky smooth. That guy Nate was a great host. You know that? He was so good. Nosedive since then. Uh, name game. All right. Uh, Kyle has actually provided us with some great context on this. Odell Beckham okay. Jr. was drafted as wide receiver sixth. Here are the names that might be or that were in the same sort of vicinity um, based off where they were drafted. I give you the choice, the choice here, Daniel, and I'll chime in after the fact. Okay. Odell Beckham Jr. or Juju Smith-Schuster? OBJ. Me as well. Clearly don't really have any questions there. Odell Beckham Jr. or Mike Evans? Mike Evans. Okay, I'll go with OBJ, but it's super close. OBJ or Amari Cooper? Amari Cooper. Me too. I feel really good about that one. He has played awesome he's, so far this year. Great. And, and I, Dak Prescott has looked a lot better, which has helped him quite a yeah. bit. Yeah. Let's see. Um, Mike Clay just texted me, and I was trying to figure out something pertinent to the show. Okay. Odell Beckham Jr. or Adam Thielen? That's tough. That's tough. I go with I go with OBJ still. I I I want to go with OBJ, although okay. we've seen it from Adam Thielen this year. I yep. think more than we. I, I'll go OBJ. Okay, Brandon Cooks or OBJ. OBJ. OBJ as well. Robert Woods. OBJ. Uh, agreed. There. Heart or head here, Daniel. Kenny Galladay or OBJ. Uh, OBJ. Okay. OBJ. Um, I agree. OBJ. Tyler Lockett or OBJ. OBJ. I'm still on OBJ there, but that one's a little bit closer. And this is the one that I think is most interesting because basically what we're saying is the only guys that you are taking um, over OBJ that were drafted behind him, I think would be guys like obviously Cooper Cup, who's been amazing. Yep. And maybe this guy, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin or OBJ? Chris Godwin. Yeah. I think so. I think I'll go with Chris Godwin as well. I I actually... Like, I don't get this visceral reaction of, like, what am I doing here? Like, I, I feel pretty yeah. good that Chris Godwin... If it doesn't feel... Like, if you have to talk yourself into it over OBJ, yep. it's like, eh, it's a problem. But if you're kind of like, okay, like, it's not that crazy, then I'm good with it as well. Yeah. So, uh, Chris Godwin, I would make the trade... In a heartbeat. I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't begrudge you. And if it works out, if it if it blows up... Like, here's the thing, is that, like, we all knew that Chris Godwin had a chance to be good. Like, DJ Chark is awesome. And we love him here. I'm proud of you, right? Buddy. I had to show some restraint there. I think there's a chance that DJ Chark finishes with like, if he has five touchdowns now, he finished with eight, right? And that's still an amazing second season for him. So, yeah. Like, I think that's a little bit rich for my blood. Agreed. But Chris Godwin, with that offensive system where they're going to throw it a ton and him being so talented, I'm good with it. I also think, and I know you mentioned this earlier, but like Cooper Cup, like I'm, I'm on board with For Cooper sure. Cup over OBJ. Basically, anybody drafted behind OBJ, save a couple of rare exceptions, yep. I would just pass and hope that they get it right. I know I said it. There's no more challenging the Browns. You either do it or you do not do it. Thank we you. are back on Friday, but not all of us. Kyle Soppy is off to marry the woman of his dreams. A big congratulations. Thank One you, more time to Kyle, who has done an immense amount of work for the show. He is the best. We are thankful for him. We congratulate him. And in the meantime, when we're back tomorrow, we'll probably be really bad because we won't have our usual Kyle glut of information that we normally do. You'll but be we'll better. Tr- Don't okay. worry about it. You'll be good. Yeah, we'll see. We're going to try our best, though, Daniel. Yeah, we are. Great job hanging out with you today. I enjoyed it very much. Let's Me do too, it again buddy. sometime soon. Would love to do it. We're back on Friday. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Turning numbers into dreams.
Geico gets you access to licensed agents 24-7, which means that Geico is always there for you. If only everyone was always there for you, like your wife when you forget your keys at work. Hey, hon, you get my texts? I am looking for the spare house key. Hmm, maybe I can get through the window. Ah, <laughs> turns out the alarm works. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it, it works fast. <laughs> you, you, you should probably call me back. Geico, always there for you, with savings and 24-7 access to licensed agents.